0: Hey guys, TD here. Welcome back to the Freedom in Christ podcast. On today's podcast we're going to be talking about really our daily choice. Um, this idea that we can choose to believe God and follow Him and uh, or we can choose not to and really suffer the consequences. I think a lot of people uh, want to know why. Um, why do I need to do these things and sometimes we're so busy telling people how that we don't start with the why but for us as believers in Christ we come to faith we trust in Jesus sacrifice on the cross as a payment for our sin as as a substitutionary atonement if you would and then for a lot of us that maybe that's all we've thought about or focused on or maybe even heard preached but the Bible the fuller picture of the good news message is that Jesus didn't just come to give us a life when we die he came to give us life now um, came to give us victory not just over the penalty of sin but the power of sin daily And um, John 10, 10 the, uh, summarizes it the, the thief speaking of Satan himself comes to steal kill and destroy and then Jesus says but I have come that you may have life and have it to the fullest and so to have a full life an abundant life an abounding life a joyful life Again, it doesn't mean we get everything we've ever wanted in terms of our earthly desires, but it does mean that we get everything that we need. And we get deep satisfaction in our relationships, primarily with God, and then that extends to other people. And so we'll either choose that, we'll make choices that take us down that path, and we'll reap the consequences of that, uh, the, the positive fruit, if you would, and we'll talk about fruit in a minute, or we'll will reap the negative consequences of decisions to not pursue God and his goodness in our life and so um, the really the choice is up to us a lot of people who are stuck who are not free are really caught up in the uh, stating that their issue the reason they're stuck is really someone else's fault and while others are certainly responsible and things that others have done to us and sinned against us may have us stuck It's really our choice, our responsibility to either stay there or to choose to walk out. And so today I'm going to try in a few minutes to discuss some really uh, heavy biblical teaching, just very short, but I want to stop right now and pray for um, my ability to communicate and then for um, God's ability through his spirit to make this make sense to you. So, just join with me and pray, if you're driving, keep your eyes open. Um, so, Father, uh, we come to you today, uh, or tonight, or this morning, wherever those who are listening may hear these words, and Lord, we know you've told us that that when your Spirit comes and your Spirit is here, that he would guide us into all truth. He would help us uh, know. He would teach us, and uh, Lord, unless your Spirit takes what I say today and connects it with something It's deep in our minds and our hearts, Lord, we won't learn, we won't grow, we won't understand. And and the reason my desire, Lord, is that those who would listen today would understand is so that they could walk in a greater measure of freedom that you died for us to have. That your son Jesus' blood was spilled out in order that we may have this freedom, this freedom in Christ, Lord. And I just pray today that something that I would say would be beneficial and help those that listen. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. So why do we struggle? We kind of said this last week we talked about the world system. We live in a world system that is fallen and broken and every day we're trying to swim upstream if we're trying to live for the Lord Jesus. So we live in a world system that's broken. Today we're going to talk about uh, the enemy that's in the mirror every morning and it's not our self per se but it's our flesh. It is our old patterns, and I'll talk about that in a minute, and then finally, next week as we get into the battle for the mind, we'll talk about Satan himself and the struggle that happens every day between our ears uh, to believe, and while many of us would say we never hear voices, we have irrational, random, defeating thoughts throughout our days, and they seem to undermine all that we want to do and be as a follower of Christ and so we'll talk about that next week but for today um so the flesh um first of all let's talk about the good the, the positive when uh we said in preceding weeks uh, about this, this fact that when we became christians when we came to christ we were born again and and we got a new nature um the bible says that second uh, corinthians five seventeen. Um, that the old has passed, uh, that behold, all things are made new. So we got a new spirit, we got a new life, and we got a new master. Um, we there's a new and imp- new, I won't say new and improved, there's a brand new version of us. It's not we're not a better version of ourselves. We're a completely new creation. Um, and so, uh, I know that may sound maybe just a play on words, but again, we're not an, a new, uh, an improved version of our old self. We're a new cre- uh, creature altogether. So, uh, but what, there's some things that didn't change. One, um, and primarily what I want to talk about today is that our flesh was not taking away. Uh, taken away. Our flesh meaning the old patterns. Um, We all were born without the knowledge of God. We all grew. I don't care if you came to faith in Christ at five years old. You learn to live independently of God. You learn to think, reason, and get your way apart from God. And so, if the longer we lived as unbelievers, we developed, again, patterns of behavior, of coping with life outside of a relationship with Jesus. And so when we come to Christ, we're born, as we say again, and we're new, but the hard drive wasn't erased. And while we have a new spirit a new life and a new master, these patterns that were laid down in our physical bodies, um, I'm not a neuroscientist, I'm not a psychologist, but there are both physiological and chemical connections to things that we do that's why addiction so hard to break is it's not just a thought. it gets um, it it becomes a chemical process in the body and so uh, the body creates um, a hunger for repetition that's defeating and um, you see someone with an alcohol addiction who cannot stop drinking and get gets caught up even to their own detriment. Even they would say they want to stop. Somehow they can't. And so addictions really kind of expose this idea of the flesh, but this could be something as simple as gossip, uh, something as simple um, as uh, more, you know, more acceptable addictions, or um, it could be um, just, again, lying to make ourselves look better than we really are, or projecting our problems or not taking responsibility or you know things around managing money again we learn to cope with life apart from God apart from our relationship with Jesus and so now we've come to Christ and we're born again but we still have these tendencies and we in the class we always talk about the ruts in a dirt road where you you drive a vehicle over and over and over and you create these deep ruts and after a while that's the vehicle just seems to follow the same path and so for us if we're going to break free if we're going to walk free uh, we're going to have to choose to take a different path um, this is seen in the scriptures and i won't go there the book of romans is an incredible book it's referred to as the book of christian living um, i refer you to romans six seven and eight uh, romans the chapter six seven and eight uh... there's some you know great bible teachers that spend time these are some really heady um, books but romans 6 you see the apostle paul who wrote the book say something romans six eleven, consider yourself dead to sin and alive to god in christ jesus that's a fact we are dead to sin and alive to god in christ jesus that is true and then in romans chapter 7 he gets into this uh, struggle, and he's like, well, I, you know, in Romans six, he already said those things, but in Romans seven, he says something like, "So I find this law at work within me, although I want to do good, evil is right there with me," and so you you hear Paul wrestling with this struggle of, "Hey, I know what's right, but I can't seem to do that, and the wrong I don't want to do, I end up doing that," like, and, and he's he's struggling, and he he refers to himself as a wretched man, which. Uh, doesn't mean evil, per se. Wretched is just uh, anxious, confused, uh, troubled, burdened. Um, he's, he's stuck until you get to Romans 8. Um, and then Romans 8 is the breakthrough. Uh, Romans 8, 1, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And it goes on to say in verse 2, Though uh, Through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit has set me free from the law of sin and death. And so there's the law of spirit and life and the law of sin and death. And so those two are shown there uh, and the only way you overcome the law of gravity is with a greater law like the law of aerodynamic aerodynamics. So we we'd say in the class as we say the only way you overcome the law of sin and death is through a greater law. This law of the spirit of life that has set us free. And so uh, I'm gonna do my best to actually just walk through some scripture with you today to communicate uh, a little bit more about what this means to uh, walk in the Spirit and uh, uh, we're gonna look um, in the book of uh, Galatians chapter 5 16 through 26 and so uh, this is the part I was really praying about let's just let's just do a Bible study let's walk through this together I wanna read the passage and again I'll come back and share with you, my understanding of this and how this can help you, uh, again, choose um, truth, choose to obey God, and choose to be uh, led by the Spirit, who leads to life, instead of walking according to the flesh, which ultimately leads our own destruction. So, um, this is the passage. Uh, I'm going to read out of the English Standard Version, Galatians five sixteen through twenty six. Again, the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Galatia trying to help clarify um, how to live as a believer and he says this but I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want. Now that sounds a lot like what Paul said back in the book of Romans chapter 7 as he was wrestling with the good he wanted to do and couldn't do. Verse 18. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. And he lists these works. And notice they're works of the flesh. Works of the... um, these old patterns that were established. And he lists them. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. And he says this, I warn you, as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God And to, to that all of us should pause and reflect because truly as we reflect on some of these uh, if we were honest with ourselves we would say well certainly I've seen some of these things in our lives even good Christian people right <laughs> um, if we really take down the mask and we get honest um, especially when you get into this jealousy and fits of rage. I mean, we might act and pretend like, well, the sexual things are, uh, you know, we're, we're outside of that or um, or these this, these partying lifestyles or maybe, you know, you, uh, you're not given to much alcohol. But if you get into these other things, it can be very convicting. Um, and then he goes on, but he contrasts those with the fruit of the Spirit. Remember, we just read, um, what is said to be, you know, the works of the law, they're contrasted with the fruit of the Spirit. And then he says, This, here's the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. And really, what you'll find out is it's love, really, is the culmination of the fruit of the Spirit. And here are the others that he lists. But really, all of these are part of love. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus, here it is again, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So here's the question. Do you belong to Christ Jesus? Yeah, I belong to Christ Jesus. Well, those who belong to Christ Jesus, verse 24, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And you might say, well, those things don't feel crucified. Well, that's at this point this has nothing to do with it the Word of God has just instructed us that those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires verse 25 if we live by the Spirit let us keep in step with the Spirit let us not become conceited provoking one another and envying one another and I think that's pretty cool at the end there even those of us who were led by the Spirit can be <laughs> tempted to be conceited and provoking one another and envying each other. I've, I've heard and seen sometimes in some churches that are really, um, and I'm being, uh, I'm not trying to be facetious here, but really holy churches, churches where people, um, you know, um, dress very conservatively and watch their lifestyle real closely I've even heard of churches like that becoming conceited and provoking each other out of envy of it's kind of a, a holiness contest who can be the most holy and how even that can become from the flesh and we can become uh, driven to be better or to to outdo others and so um, you, you you can't lock yourself in from the world because sometimes the enemy's on the inside and it, it's really these, Lifelong spiritual patterns, you know, there's still consequences from sin This is why as a teenager or as we grow and, 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 and we're pleaded with and the scripture's clear to, to, to not indulge in sin When we do and when we have indulged in sin, you know, we've programmed our bodies to respond certain ways uh, Even just in anger and we we exercise anger in, in, in inappropriate just indiscriminate ways. Well, that. Creates in us that path, and we can go back to that to our own detriment. But back to the text, really quick. I just want to point out a couple of things back at the beginning. It says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, or another translation would say, Live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And if there's one takeaway and a simple something to share with you now that I've been learning, is look at the order in that text walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Um, So how do you overcome the desires of the flesh? How do you overcome these old habit patterns? You do it by living by the spirit first. Uh, We read that, but many people, and even my own efforts in the past have been, well, I need to stop certain things. I need to quit. I need to improve this behavior. You know, I need to not worry as much. Um, You know, I need to not envy as much. you know, I need to be really, I've, I've got to get all these things in order in order to walk by the Spirit. But do you see the order in the scriptures? I say walk by the Spirit and you will not desire uh, gratify the desires of the flesh. You overcome the flesh by prioritizing the Spirit first. And so as you come into your day, as you seek God, as you ask God's Spirit to, to fill you, um, Ephesians 5:18 which basically means control you lord control me and again when we say control we're not talking about becoming a robot being uh over you know taken over in some sense it's it is an influence um you know we compare it to uh, i don't know what they call them anymore but if you pull over someone and they're they're intoxicated above a certain level the um the officer would arrest them and and what we would say would would issue them a uh, DUI, DWI, but that used to be referred to as driving under the influence so again the person was driving but the alcohol was influencing them and impairing them. This is the opposite of that in some ways this is a, not a negative impairment but a positive contribution where when we ask God to come into our lives and we prioritize him through reading of the Bible Primarily, which is the Spirit of God, uh, you know, on paper, when we ask for the Spirit to come into our lives, and when we, you know, through prayer, and when we seek to live, when we choose to live accordingly, that Spirit, right, um, is we're, we're we're choosing to live by the Spirit, and when we do that, the Bible says we will not gratify the desires of the flesh, and so, um, when the when the when the flesh is weak, we are to overcome it with the Spirit of God and uh, you know we listed the negative things and talked about those that are listed all of these uh, negatives but it it says but the fruit of the Spirit here's this fruit again the works of the law are all of these efforts there's effort implied there's a uh, 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 working out these different things ultimately or it's like a seed that's planted and it grows and it ultimately reaps destruction in our life but if we're walking according to the Spirit um, it's a fruit that grows and you know fruit implies uh, time you know it, it does take time to cultivate some of these there's love but it produces joy it produces a peace um, it, it, it produces patience with other people a kind, a kind heartedness a goodness uh, faithfulness and it's interesting how it ends in self-control. The th- the very thing we didn't seem to have when we were being led by the flesh we now have as a gift. It's like as we again are under the influence of God's Spirit now we're given back self-control. We can control self. Uh, self is no longer ruling and reigning. Um, self is now under the control of the Spirit. and. Uh, then it, it rightfully says in the scriptures, against such things, living like that, living a life of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, there's no law against that. It's all right. Um, everybody would love to be around people. Um, and I think that that are that exhibit those this fruit. And ultimately, if you think about heaven, heaven is a place that contains, this, it's the spirit of God that contains joy and peace in these things and it says, verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If there's one thing that we've repeated and we said this earlier, um, Christian growth doesn't happen by behaving better but by believing better. We have to believe these truths. Knowing who we are, knowing these things are settled, knowing that those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified with its, its flesh, with its passions and desires, if we know that, it will begin. We will begin to live like that. And when the flesh comes knocking, and we see that coming out in ourselves, we simply recall to mind, we're like that. That's not true of me anymore. It feels true, but now through the power of the Spirit and through being led by Him and prioritizing Him, I can now overcome and not gratify, not give in to the desires of the flesh. Um, and then i'll end with verse 25 if we're led by the spirit let us keep in step with the spirit and so it's just this idea of walking i think about a kid uh, holding their parents hand walking down the sidewalk and almost trying to keep in step uh, with the stride of their parent trying to keep in step keep the rhythm and uh, sometimes that can seem like a a long stretch or long stride but our heavenly father knows our gait. he knows Uh, the rhythm and the distance that we can adequately step and if there's anything I could encourage you in today is get in the rhythm that God has for you he has a pace for you to live And, and the secret really to living for God is is being at his place wherever he has you in this life right where you are today but at his pace don't get too far out in front of God trying to accomplish his will in your own strength and don't lag behind don't be lazy if he's saying come on pick up your pick up your step keep in step with me and keep in step with what I'm doing in and around you and so today as we looked at that I know that's a lot uh, but my prayer is is that something that was said from the Bible um, just resonated with the spirit that's already in you and that you learned more about how to live free in him and uh, that that today and tomorrow and the coming days, that this daily choice—you'll wake up every day, and you'll choose the goodness and the grace and and, and the spirit of God over um, the the negativity, the defeat, uh, the destruction of living according to your old habits that were that are a part of your flesh. And so this struggle will continue until we die or until Jesus returns. But until then, know that God has given us everything we need to live this way, to live a victorious Christian life, and we must believe it, and then we can live it out each and every day. So I hope something I said today encouraged you. My prayer is that you'll join us for our next episode as we get in and start talking about the battle for our minds. Until then, God bless you guys, and we'll um, hope to you'll join us then.